time I checked, I was still a kid. Childish, childish. This all freaks me out a bit. Hey, after you drop off the kids or put them to bed, turn on Childish with real-life friends and podcasting virtuosos, Greg Fitzsimmons and Allison Rosen. Laugh about the struggles and joys of parenthood. Grow closer to your children. Learn something useful or not. Maybe feel less alone. And maybe even put the spark back into your love life. Childish is for people who are parents or had parents if you had no parents, maybe check out WTF with Mark Marin. Subscribe to Childish. New episodes coming soon wherever you listen to podcasts. Childish, oh shit. Last time I checked, I was still a kid. Childish, childish. This all freaks me out a bit. Childish, oh shit. How can I pet when I'm still a kid? Childish, oh shit. And now, live from the new studio in Burbank, California, it's Thursday on the Allison Rosen Engineer Best Friend Show. Tonight, Allison welcomes a guest. She's a comedian who loves hiking with her dog, talking with friends, and hiking while talking with her dog. It's Renee Colbert. And he's a comedian who grew up on a Nevada ranch where he's known as that hilarious guy who cut my fucking nuts off. It's David Huntsberger. Producer Tony may be here, but he left his heart in the Black Spire outpost on Batu. I'm her husband, Daniel, saying hop on board the love bus. Say hello to your best friend. Allison, 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 Hello, my little blackberry jam cakes. What? It's oh. what is going on? <laughs> I'm see already off to a great start with this soundboard, it's, all these drops. Yeah, bring the hang of it already. <laughs> bring it back. Yeah. We can start that over. Maybe no. we can pay Jeff what he asked for. <laughs> Thank you. And you know, I told you it was going to be worth it. I think we should leave it in. Yeah, uh, I think it's organic and lovely, and it's what the show's been missing. <laughs> That's right. One, two, three starts. <laughs> See, I was like, "There's going to be a point when," it, but I didn't think it was going to happen. Then. That's okay. <laughs> Get it out. <laughs> you got it over with. Hello, my little blackberry jam cakes. It's me, Allison. Welcome to another exciting Thursday episode of the Allison Rose News Your New Best Friend Show. That particular carbohydrate was sent in by Tamra Haddis on Patreon. 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 I'm just going to go nuts with it. <laughs> uh, this is a momentous show. It is the first official show with Tony in the producer chair. You wouldn't know. Like, <laughs> so much fucking pressure on him. She was like, if you, this isn't perfect. I, I'm I've, finding another. I've not slept. She just texts me all night long. She's like, don't blow it with those yeah. I love it. I, I'm, I'm probably past my waitressing days, but going forward, I'm going to take a note from this. I, I'm just You spill every tray. Just the first day, you just drop every, every plate. And then well, I'm, I'm on track. Then. You got it yeah. out of the way. Uh, you're doing great. <laughs> Find I out the world doesn't end. would like to say... Well, I'll be the judge of that. <laughs> no, I'd like to say hello to my guests. Hello. Welcome back, Renee. Hello. Thank you for having me. David, hello. Hello. Before we started, you were telling us a harrowing story of some true crime thing that you're into. Yeah, death row stories. It appeals Ooh. to your dark soul. I like the level of justice involved in it. Same mm. with Forensic Files. Have you ever really get them. Have you ever watched Law & Order SVU? Because I know it's fictional, but it's very black and white justice. I haven't told you this. So when I was uh, all doped up during my... Um, illness i got your appendicitis only like yeah i only had they only had like um 
two or three channels in the hospital. So this then, was in bam, 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 Puerto bam, Rico? Bam. Yeah. And then, so in Puerto Rico, I watched a ton of SVU. And then... I got he, when, and then in the hospital here, they didn't have it. But then from the curtain across from me, I hear, bam, 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 bam. I'm like, no, my child, why? Right. So I was really jealous. And then I got home and I had like a, You didn't you know, wheel your little IV thing over to the room next door? Oh, I thought about it. If I'd been physically up to it, I definitely would have. But I was just laying there, just sour, oh, just cool. mad. Right. Yeah. But, and you know for sure it was SVU because I feel there's a sharp drop off between Law and Order SVU and Law and Order Criminal Intent, which for some reason they're always playing on JetBlue. Is SVU the best? Yes. That's the best. I feel, okay. I feel strongly that it is. That's yeah. with Hargate. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Marishka. And Ice-T is so good. Ice-T just stays the course. They bring right. in and filter out all these other people. And he's just slow and steady. Mariska Hargate saw her mom's head get nearly cut off right in front of her when she's a child. Isn't nope. that weird? Right. Cut off, though, right? They Almost. don't bring that up was in the show a lot. <laughs> You're right. You're, and you'd, if there's one place where stories like that would be welcome, it would be the Law & Order franchise. Yeah. I just think it's crazy that her mother, she Jane saw Mansfield. something so traumatic as a child, and then, and then her name is in crime Wait, what Stuff. is this story? What so, happened? Mariska Hart, do you watch Law & Order SVU at all? I have from time to time. Not as religiously as I want to, considering the enthusiasm yes. that's been presented. I went oh, I'd long... like to just put a, an Please. end to that, which is I, I can't stand it now. Oh, oh so wait. Prior to... Oh, yes, I do want to hear the rest of your story. Sorry, Allison interrupted you. Go ahead. <laughs> well, my mom and my sister have really been into it, and they'll love to do like, hey, we're all hanging out. Let's just kind of do a marathon of it. And I would busy myself with other things and... And then during that period when I was home, like, guys, I'm in. And then we'd all watch it, especially my sister came to visit and we just tore through a bunch of them. And then the moment I was like off antibiotics, mm-hmm. my brain was back to like, I hate this. Yeah. Oh, so wow. I have nothing against it. I love it. I totally get it. But I, it was like take, it was like when Homer removed the crayon, not to liken it to like my intelligence going up or down, but just, it's like having glasses taken off. You're like, I say things differently. And the glasses <laughs> went back on. I was like, I, I still don't care. Yeah. For the show. Yeah, I, uh, I was a stuffed animal gal myself, never into dolls. <laughs> However, I got a really bad flu when I was in third grade and all of a sudden couldn't get enough of my my friend Jenny doll. Mm. I even had her friend, my friend Amanda. I had my friend Jenny and my friend Amanda and I was really into these dolls, like Mm. really into them. And just then, during the flu. Just during the flu. And then as soon as I got better, I had no need for I these need smallpox blanket dolls. It's very comforting. There's something about like the yeah. pacing, yes. the, the level of justice, the predictability. I th- the I black and whiteness of it. Where people go, I bet this person. They're like, well, there are only about two people to guess from at this point. So that's <laughs> yeah. a good yeah. one. Yeah, I think you're probably <laughs> <But> right. It's, <laughs> just, you're right. it's just challenging enough to make people go like, I'm pretty smart. I think, <laughs> I think it's this guy. Right. So, uh, yes, I went through a fate. I was in living in New York. And I came across what I thought was like some really shitty TV movie from the 80s where a woman was talking to a college student who had been date raped. And then I realized, oh, this isn't from the 80s. This isn't a shitty TV movie. This is a current uh, series. It's Mm -hmm. so bad. And now I want to watch it all the time. And I like receded <laughs> from social life and just watched this show because it was comforting. Mm-hmm. And then I started Googling and people have written essays about how weirdly comforting it is, huh. even though it, because I remember Daniel, hello, Daniel. Hi. I remember Daniel, I haven't officially introduced you yet, um, being like, how can you, because I don't like, like upsetting stuff. Like, how can you watch this? I'm like, you don't understand. It's really, it's comfort. Food. It's really, right. Yeah, yeah, weirdly like pulpy. And anyway, so Mariska Hargitay, who yes. is the lead, is Jane Mansfield's daughter. And was she in the car when Jane Mansfield was in the was back in seat. car accident and got decapitated? 
or nearly. almost. Nearly. I think maybe the top of her head got uh, cut off. Or something. She survived? Uh, no. <laughs> she didn't. <laughs> didn't she She's make fine. It? Why would you even ask that? You haven't seen her walking around with no head. That top back on. That's easy. In fairness, the way you described it the first time, it did almost sound like she was still alive, Daniel. That's why I was trying to clarify. Almost got her head cut off. I was just like, but she made it nearly. That's a nerdy distinction. Most people say that she did, and it's actually technically not true. Excuse me. It was still attached by a flap of skin and fascia. Uh, yeah, no, that's horrific. That's so traumatizing. <laughs> Awful. I, yeah, yeah. Hello, Tony. Welcome to the show. Hi. How's it going? Oh, Yay! just sitting here Tony! going, all right, where, where is everything? <laughs> I put so many sounds in this soundboard and now I don't know where any of them are. You only um, said his first name. I mean, with a name that cool, come on. Tony no. Thaxton. David Huntsberger is like the biggest fan of my name. <laughs> it's a great really, name. It's always, a name. I almost thought it was a fake name. <laughs> like it's that good. <laughs> Well, thank you. I don't know that anyone ever really told me that. And then I feel like David tells me every time I see it. You could yeah. have a jazz band yeah. like the Faxton Five. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, lot, lot, lot of stuff to get to. Wait. But, we need to name Tony. Well, that's one of the things we're going to get to. Oh, Daniel told me. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Daniel told me earlier with a, with a look of determination in his eyes. He said two things. And I was about ready to put my hand up and be like, I'm in pre-show mode. I don't have because Daniel likes to have comments. You're like walking thing. around shadow boxing. Yeah, yeah. that's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> Just, yeah, can't talk now. Yeah. Show's coming up. <laughs> Bobbing and weaving. <laughs> um, yeah. Because Daniel likes to have conversations right before the show, and I can't do it. No. I like to get the stink eye right before the show, and the way I do that is by trying to have a conversation with you. Yeah. What was it you asked me? Are you sure you're okay? <laughs> That's what he said. And I said, well, I'm in pre-show mode. I told her I wanted wood paneling in the office. Oh, yeah. And I didn't have time to like dig into that. Process that. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, do you mean like logs? Like half? Just move on. Okay. I'm unclear what you mean by wood paneling. Because then you said log cabin, and then I'm picturing like like logs cut in half on the wall, which could be cool. There's a whole variety of right. options. So anyway, the two things were we need to name the new studio, and we need mm-hmm. to name Tony. Because we can't call him Chef Tony. No. Mm-mm. He's got to have his own right. identity. Yes. And we can't call him Tony that something rhymes with Tony. Bologna is a like common a, one. You can't go that. Yeah. It's, like can't Jake the, it's Jake the Snake always and Dan the Man. Yeah. And yeah. then Tony Bologna. Yeah. So it can't be something No, it's got to be something. And I feel maybe we could open it up to the listeners. listeners. Does, oh, boy. Oh, the, yeah. Tony I feel him. like they chose Jeff so they could choose Tony's. Well, I don't think they chose Jeff, though, because it was Dining Room Studios, so hence I think oh. it was Chef Jeff. Mm. Oh. Right? Oh, see, the name is sort of tied to the name of the studio, and we don't have a, just, we don't have a name for the studio, and we don't have a name for Tony. <laughs> what, Tony, do you have any, uh, like, any nicknames? Uh, not real. I mean, nothing regular. Uh, I, I'll get T-Thax a lot, but I'm not, I'm not suggesting that. I'm just answering the question. I get A-Rose. Yeah? Is it all because of J-Lo? I think so. <laughs> do, Renee, right. do you get R-Colve? I don't get R-Colve, <laughs> and now I'm curious about it. Why don't people call R-Colve. me R-Colve? May I tell you one that I'm trying to get to work yeah. at work? I, uh, I stormed into a meeting into a conference room because that's where the, uh, the envelopes were, and I needed one. Mm. And when I came out, uh, one of my fellow coworkers said, I was like, whoa, that was a big flex. I was like, why aren't we calling me that on a regular Big basis? Flex. Big Flex. So I'm willing to donate that nickname if you want it. Ooh, Big Flex Tony. So kind. <laughs> that is very nice. What? 
<laughs> this is going to make me sound so old, and I, I embrace it. But what, ex- ha- what exactly does flex mean? Like, I feel like I have a general sense of it, but it, yes. as the young people are using it. Well, it's derived it. from the old weightlifting world. Yeah, you look in the mirror <laughs> showing and flex. Off. Yeah. That's what I do when I get ready for the show. Right. Yeah. You're shadowboxing, you're flexing. You're flexing, you're showing off a skill or a talent or something you know, you're good at. But I feel like it's become almost a meme where someone will say, like, I burped a lot or something. (laughs) Someone will be like, weird flex, but okay. (laughs) I think it's confidence, right? If you came up to someone and said, hey, um, where's the beach? And then they raised their arm and pointed, (laughs) like, very aggressive, like, flexing. Like, they're unnecessarily showing you their muscles Mm -hmm. and kind of, like, providing you with some level of information. I feel like that's where it's derived from. Okay. That makes sense. Are you guys aware of my feeling that to drag someone, like to insult them online, is a sort of newish term, but no one else will confirm that it's newish, and maybe I only became aware of it recently? I feel like it's slang, and it's new. It's it's been around a couple years. Because Twitter will... I feel like there are people that, if you look at like the moments or what's trending, which I enjoy, like it's a good way to just humanity here's everything mm-hmm. that's kind of happening but twitter will highlight some of them and give it a title people are responding because so-and-so got dragged and the first Ooh. time i saw that i was like there's a person whose job it is to like distribute the news and or compile it concisely at twitter yeah. and that's the term they chose and i was just like i don't know i don't really know what doxing is what the hell is all this <laughs> oh, oh you know daniel what doxing? knows what doxing is. i know now and then i learned <laughs> dragging also right mm. around that same period i guess doxing is muck much That's... more toxic than dragging. Dragging is just when you cancel someone. <laughs> <laughs> Doxing is when you put their personal info online. Oh yeah. boy! Mm-hmm. Like as, as to revenge. Yeah, as a, a form of revenge, or just intimidation or bullying. Right. Okay. Let's move on. Let's move away from the internet and Hip its flexing. Words. And I just have to ask old question mark Tony a question. When Daniel, this is I'm now micromanaging. And I'm now potentially insulting two people at the table. Ooh. Am I one of them? Yes. Am I one of them? Yes. Can't wait. <laughs> D- Daniel's the other. He loves it. He's used. He married it. High five, man. <laughs> it's, it's awesome. You'll get used to it. When- Soon your soul will die and you'll just be a husk of a man. <laughs> <laughs> and then anything is possible. <laughs> when Daniel did his intro, was it real loud and peaky? Uh, from your professional ears it maybe seemed a little bit loud but also that was also my moment of panic because everything went wrong on my end as well so my mind went to like 72 places at that point so okay Um, but if it was that can be like fixed in post right uh to an extent okay yeah well if not i could re-record we didn't practice it so to do we defend Tony here. Oh, yeah. Maybe we should have given you a practice run. He didn't get a, t- didn't yeah. get a practice. We just threw him right into the... Into the fire. Into mm-hmm. the yeah. fire it's, uh, you know, I'm, it's it, uh, trial by fire. I'm learning things already. I'm like, that crowd noise Jeff gave me, it looks like I might have to edit that a little <laughs> bit so it loops differently. And yeah, it's, you know, I've already learned something. So something ha- This is not Tony and my first podcast today. It is our second podcast today. Oh, boy. And a little something happened. And Daniel, I think that you will enjoy this a little bit. Okay. Because I am kind of hard on you when it comes to remembering details and deadlines and in general my sort of obnoxious kind of hard on you. <laughs> just a little bit. Just a little bit. My general obnoxious vibe is I never forget anything. I don't mix stuff up. I don't understand how yes, why honey, you can't you be never, like me. You never I am perfection on ever. feet. I'm crazy. 
<laughs> you know, good job. Solid drop. Ace Tony to the I'm point just where doing a placeholder for now. <laughs> she, you so don't understand what it is to forget something that you don't believe that I just forgot it. There must be some reason why I forgot it. Well, listen to this. So I had, or so I thought, Brian Safi on the podcast today at three o'clock. I tweeted. Um, a call for questions for him. And then 40 minutes before he's supposed to get here, I get an email from him saying, Hey, just making sure that we're still on for next week. I saw your tweet. Um, but I have next week on my calendar looking forward to it. And I'm like, Oh shit. Uh, I, I, what I thought was I had said, are you available Monday? And we, he just thought I meant next week. And then I went back and I looked at the email thread and but so I emailed him and I'm like, oh shoot, no, I expect you today. Is there any way you're available today? Right. So wait, his needs weren't important to you. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> so then I went back and I looked and I saw the email where I said to him, "Are you available the 24th, which is next week?" That is. Next and I was week. like, "What?" <laughs> and so then I sent another email. Like I, I like. Ex- I feel bad that I sent him like three emails in a row, and I'm like, He's- "Oh my god!" And all of them were essentially like. Are you available today, actually? So then I'm like, oh, God, I just realized that I, I totally messed up. <laughs> but still, might you be available today? Anyway, long story, he wasn't available. And I feel like I, uh, embar- I embarrassed myself with the number, nah. the flurry of insane emails I sent him. I'm sure he thinks you're a very stable genius. <laughs> <laughs> so Tony was my guest today. Whoa. Oh, which cool. was, it was fortuitous because it's ta- it, it's nice for Tony to be on a Monday show since Tony's now a part of all of our lives. Let's get to know Tony. Yeah, yes. so it's get to know mm-hmm. Tony. But anyway, uh, it, it caused me to do some real looking at the thing in the mirror. I haven't decided what gender I am in this, okay. in this, uh, in this story. My, it, it caused me to look at myself and be like, I am so, I've been such a kind of a dick to you about stuff like this. And now here I did it. Oh my God. This is really turning out to be a great story. (laughs) I have tried to defend myself. And then last week I announced that I give up and I am no longer going to defend myself. (laughs) It felt great for me. Of course. I am tired of trying to explain that I am just uh, chronically underslept and I'm... In a, I just forget things these days. Uh, this doesn't seem to be. This hasn't seemed to be a good enough explanation. <laughs> but uh, I will say, last as a as an anecdote to back up my story, I sat at my desk last week for five minutes trying to remember the first name of a person that I hired and work with and see every day <laughs> for five years. <laughs> Did you finally remember? It's one of those names that is. As easy to remember as anyone in your life, and I could not remember her name to to save my life. I had to look it up. Can on we email. take a guess? No, it's embarrassing. <laughs> her name no, is no. If it, if I said her name and then anybody oh, would oh, say I to see. her that I forgot her name because it's not about her. It's right. about the fact that I have no like. It's just an etch a sketch that's been shaken, and there's nothing left on there. It's just. Whoosh. Along with everything that's important to you. Well, my problem is when... 
<laughs> no, we don't need to. Uh, yeah, that was a good answer. <laughs> it's just uh, forgetting like bills I just, and stuff. Yes, and, bills and then there's late charges and then like all that stuff yeah, like that just yeah, makes me yeah. insane. Okay. <laughs> but, yeah, sure. but that being said... That being said, like I said, it was a real wake up call because I've been like, I don't like, don't you have a system? How are you not? Re- how? I don't understand the like what's going on. And then I did. I don't have, I didn't have a, I don't have my desk set up. There's nowhere in the house for me to like sit down and have a list. Or, okay. But you're. Uh, making- I, <laughs> <laughs> Therefore. I'm going to go ahead and allot a little bit of time to Daniel <laughs> to finish his thought. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> David, I, was that Doctor Phil? I think the yeah. show done. Yeah. It's Doctor Will. Oh. Uh, no, I was done actually. Go ahead, honey. Will, do I have? A, a you you may put that plot of you to ask. Go ahead and proceed. <laughs> oh, damn. I don't want people to think that I am somehow standing in the way of you having a desk and a list, though. Uh, no, it's it's that's not. I'm not blaming that on you. I'm just saying those are the circumstances. I'm, I'm just giving context. He did give content. <laughs> Listen, I'm not. Uh, you're getting all serious on me. Well, because I feel that I am being potentially painted in a slightly unfair light. And I, granted, I started it. I started with the brush oh, and the did. light. But to really make it sound more fair would involve going into it too much. And also, it might just not make me sound fair. It might make me sound. Well, I will acknowledge uptight. that it's got to be super frustrating to live with me. Because I have been forgetting things. It's been frustrating to me to the point where I almost wondered a couple weeks ago if I wasn't getting like early onset Alzheimer's or something. Because there were things that I forgot to do that I can I swear I remember doing and did not do. And something like that's really frustrating because, you know, you asked me many times, like, did you do it? Did you do it? And I'm like, yeah. yes, I did. Because I remember doing it. But I didn't do it. Right. And that's weird. That's like not something I'm used to. It's not like I, yep, that's me. I'm just the guy that remembers things that didn't happen. You know, so I was like for a day or so, I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, this is crazy. And then I realized I haven't really gotten more than six hours of sleep. And when I do get like seven or even six hours, it's broken up. I'm Mm -hmm. not getting like good sleep and haven't for a long time. And that is also one of the side effects of sleep deprivation is being forgetful. Your mind just starts to forget things. It's like, yeah. a, it's like a lubed up wall and you're trying to pin things to it. It slides right off. Yeah, I guess I, yeah. Yeah, you're delirious. That's fair. It's fair. It's and right. So, it wasn't an online form. Thank you, Renee. Are you? Well, no, because it was. Do you have me. a living arrangement? Because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. Uh, I uh, ask, get asked stuff constantly all day long, yeah. and uh, and so you get distracted by something else that comes up because everything is an emergency, and so you think you finish something, but especially on online forums, there's like, okay, great, I did it, but there's like one more submit button that is yeah. sometimes uh, not defending. But that is a good question that I. I will pose to the table. In general, what is your system for remembering stuff? I'll go first. <laughs> In general, I don't have a problem with it because at all times, my brain is like monitoring a whole bunch of things and holding things in my head and I'm just sort of always stressed about remembering stuff and it's just a, it's like it's usually not a problem for me in general. Right. This and is, I do keep a calendar and stuff. This is disappointing 
for me because we've had this discussion. <laughs> Wait, have we really? Yeah, and I've told you a very effective method if you're when you're real busy and you're kind of frazzled and you're like, okay, either you put something in a drawer and you're like, I think I'll remember that I put it in there, or that you have a bill to pay, or whatever it might be. When you get your bills, if they are paper. The first thing you do before you even just open it up, see when it's due, write the date on the outside of the envelope. That way if it's laying around, if you just see that date, like that must mean something. Mm. That's one. Two, say it out loud. Mm-hmm. That's the, I know I've said this before and it's effective, guys. You've got to start implementing it. It will somehow burrow into your brain and stay mm. I'll try anything. Um, but you've got to remember to do it. That's the hardest part. Because you'll have that come up. You'll have a thing that your brain always tricks you because I think you'll get it. And then you go, I do trust your brain on this one, but I'm going to go ahead. And then you say it out loud. Make that a habit. It'll it'll go great. Thanks, David. Sure. For sharing that again. (laughs) (laughs) I look forward to sharing it again later, 10 months or so. (laughs) Next week. We'll probably do it again next week. If you want to remember something, say it out loud. Yeah. 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 That's Ooh, there I get you it. go. I, get, I see what you're I doing. Get it. Yeah, I see what you're doing. <laughs> What's your system, Tony? Uh, I think in general, I tend to be pretty good with remembering things. But if it's some, there's like things that I'm like, I know I'll forget that. Sometimes I will just, sometimes it's a to-do list that I'll make in my phone or something. Or sometimes if it's like something, okay, I know I need to do this tomorrow. So I'll just set an alarm in my phone for a certain time and, and know that I have to do it that way. Do you guys have a, a, a dry erase board in the home? Huh. We do. Some, we don't know, we where, don't it know is. where it is. Hmm. Get that thing up. I know. Those are helpful. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I have, I've been saying that. That's all, it's <laughs> on our, our, imaginary to, our imaginary whiteboard is to find the actual whiteboard. Now's a great time to remind yourself, perhaps out loud. Out loud. Okay. One, two, three. Find uh, the whiteboard. whiteboard. <laughs> <laughs> this is going great. It's Renee, be what's terrific. your system? Uh, I think I use the same system as you. Just uh, memorize as hard as you can and then get caught up and not remembering, oh, I was supposed to memorize that one thing. But for the most part, it just all stays in my head. These are all better than what I was going to do, which was the memento method of just tattooing everything on my body. <laughs> <laughs> that occurs to me all the time. Do you think about doing it? I, I've not seriously thought about it. I think it. about it just somewhere, you know, discreetly, like in my fingers, the inner workings, of my webbings, yeah. so that I could go, oh, right, don't eat that kind of food. It always makes you whatever. Like <laughs> things that are permanent reminders. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh, Wait, but what is the kind of food that always makes you whatever? Oh, after I had all my stomach stuff, I thought it was like really greasy food. And because I'd had a thing prior, I was like, oh, it's just... And it, it's never great for me. I'm never like, oh, I'm glad I ate that really greasy food. I just feel all heavy and gross. And so I should, like, when I'm holding the menu, look, oh, my finger's reminding me. Don't get this thing I love. <laughs> I mean, that'd be effective. Yeah, that would, yes. Anything, though, that is constant, I will start to yeah. ignore. It's like you need that thing oh, uh, that's yeah. new that's going to pop you into consciousness. Mm. Yep. Yes. If it was on your finger, you would keep forgetting. Mm-hmm. But how dumb are we going to get? I don't mean that in the pejorative sense that like... I'll let you know. <laughs> but like, so we have Alexa. What if you had your phone could hear you just eavesdropping on what you say? Not everyone around you. Not it does. Like, but what if it chimed in? Where you're like, I think I'll have the pot roast. Went, no, no, you won't. From your pocket. And you're like, oh, thank you. <laughs> right. right. I will not. That'd be welcome. Would it? Well, it'd, it'd also be creepy, but... It'd be creepy because you'd hear it at every booth and like everyone yeah. around you would have it going on. We'd just be getting yelled at by technology like, no, dummy. But it would be effective. Yeah. It's good for habit breaking. I'm like Daniel's annoying phone. 
Yeah, just get married. No dummy. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> oh my gosh, you guys. When it comes to beauty, we're all ingenious because we have to be. I'm talking about things like using your phone as a mirror, putting on makeup in um the 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 well of the back seat. Oh, I don't know sure. why you're yeah. I don't know why you're there, but that's where you're putting on makeup. <laughs> Realistically, we're doing our makeup in the back of a cab and fixing our hair in the office bathroom. Some of us will even go ahead and do that face mask on the plane. I have not done that yet. I want to be one of those people, but I just I'm not yet. Any beauty routine needs to be able to keep up with your real life and Wander Beauty gets it. Wander Beauty is beauty for real life, made for women on the go. Everything is travel friendly and easy to use. Their beauty essentials are multitasking and multi-purpose so you can create a full look without a full makeup bag. They have really great multitaskers, so they have double-ended concealer, they have this lip and cheek gel, which is like a um it's a pencil, pencil but it's like a it looks like a, pe- a, a chubby pencil, but it's a gel, and you can use it on your lips and your cheeks. They also make um, really great under eye. What are the what are they called? Like little masks? You know, yeah, what I'm talking about they look masks. like little gold boomerangs. Yeah, for patches. your under eyes. That's your patches. Thank little you. Patch. Thank you. Not only are their essentials fewer, but also better. Wander Beauty is dedicated to clean beauty and formulating everything with skin loving ingredients. Everything they make is cruelty free, mess free, and stress free. Wander Beauty has created everyday essentials that you'll actually want to use every day. Now that's beautiful. Get twenty percent off your purchase at wanderbeauty.com slash best friend. That's Wander Beauty. W a n d e r beauty b-e-a-u-t-y dot com slash best friend for 20% off wanderbeauty.com slash best friend okay so last week we talked about the fact that Tony was initially bitter that he wasn't getting to go to Galaxy's Edge mm-hmm. and then he found out he was going to go yeah. and now he has gone yes regale us yes it's fantastic I, uh, I might actually be thinking about it more now than before i went and i've had other friends that have gone since i went and i'm even though i've been i'm jealous of them that they've gotten to go (laughs) Uh, is it a full meal like i my worry was that it was just going to be a couple things and galaxy's edge is the new star wars themed land at disneyland ah thank you yes uh (laughs) okay now i'm kind of uh i mean it's it's large it's not like enormous but like, it's a substantial area which park and, would it compare best to in terms of like size and breadth of activity or is it a, more of a land yeah i mean it's more of a it's yeah it's like an area it's of the park um but i think it's i want to say it's bigger than all of them i think really yeah mm-hmm. and the the one of the coolest things about it is it's uh totally immersive so it you you walk like a pretty good distance like kind of just down this pathway that's just trees on both sides and then once you get let into there nothing says disneyland nothing says star wars uh it's supposed to be like you are on this planet and um you can't see any of disneyland from anywhere like oh, wow. you, uh, like it's it's all like they thought of every little thing to just try to keep you in like the the main thing that like takes you out of it is seeing tourists walking around yeah that's may have a waiting area where your parents can come pick you up (laughs) <laughs> hilarious <laughs> i'm one of those bullies man I'm, i've always thought that about you yeah. cool name Got to Were there, what, what's the up? aesthetic hanging out there i mean is it 
like grown men pretending to lightsaber each other? Is it just the way like... that you just waggled your fingers <laughs> was the most condescending? I love it. That's how I conjured my thoughts. I couldn't yeah. think what I was going to think. So then You're I like, summoned the, uh, it. Condescending finger wag aesthetic. <laughs> no, that's that's, I, that's to me. My I finger will wagging. defend by saying they have a place there where you can make your own lightsaber, and that looks really cool. <laughs> See. David? Uh-oh. <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> easy guy. Careful. <laughs> Wait, what do you have against theme parks? No, no, no. I like it. I think okay. it's fun. I'm just trying to, um, you know. Are you just something. trying to be funny, David? Is that <laughs> it? <laughs> just trying to. I don't know. I, so many people I know that love Star Wars that would go see this that were like, yeah, I like Star Wars. There's something about getting in your car and driving like opening weekend to go somewhere. Either they're like they're secretly hiding how much they genuinely love it. And then when you get there, do you get to let that out? And like, we all secretly love this. We're having a great time. Or are people still acting kind of mellow? Like, okay, there's that. There's that thing. Uh, I didn't necessarily see anybody going crazy or anything. Our, our, we were at nighttime though, too. Our, our reservation was from eight to midnight. And, uh, yeah, I mean, there were, you know, people doing the stuff, but like, I didn't see anybody like, there weren't just like people having lightsaber fights and all that stuff. <laughs> but people... you were like jumping out of your skin with excitement, right? I was very excited, but honestly, like I, I, I keep it, I keep it low profile overall. <laughs> I think like there was something about you know, of walking and then eventually, even though I, you know, it's going to be there, but then when you actually get that moment of like, oh, there's the Millennium Falcon right there, and it's gigantic. It's even bigger than I expected it to be, and. uh it yeah it was cool and then when you get on the ride like they make the line part looks like you're on the that's, inside of the that's ship. the best part yeah it? yeah it's cool and then on the actual ride the first uh the first we rode it twice because with the reservations they're really like limiting the amount of people so like we rode the the millennium falcon ride twice in like 20 minutes cool. so what is the ride it you fly the millennium falcon and it's actually kind of like of almost kind of like video gamey because you two people pilot it, two people are on gunners, and then there's two engineers, which they don't really do much. But so the first don't time be I got an engineer, to, yeah. The the I got to pilot me and my wife piloted the first time, and let me tell you, there's something very satisfying about pulling that lever to go to light speed. <laughs> <laughs> now is it on yeah. like a on an arm? Where are you like? like yeah, it's like the motion simulator kind of, kind of thing, but it's very well done, like super convincing, and yeah. So cool. Oh, Just nice. the fact when that door, when you're finally at that last moment, then the door opens and then there's the cockpit and it looks exactly like it's supposed to. And yeah, that's pretty fun. And if there's two rides, right? The other ride is not open yet. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's all there is right now. But plenty to walk around and see. Okay. And the food at the cantina. Uh, there's only like a couple little like snacky things, but uh, the cantina itself is awesome. Did and you have do the blue have milk? Drinks. I did have a blue milk. What's the flavor? It's kind of like berry flavored. <laughs> What's what the I music playing throughout? Uh, in the cantina, they have uh, weird. Uh, uh, the there is a robot. Uh, excuse me, a droid DJ. <laughs> <laughs> that is from uh, the old version of Star Tours, uh, which was voiced by Paul Rubens, cool. and he's voicing this as cool. well. So he's All like right. in the corner DJing the cantina. Cool. Yeah. There's another ride that repurposed uh, animatronics. Do you know which ride that is? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me guess. I don't mean to make everyone wait. Well, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Splash Mountain, all of those oh, yeah. characters Sings. are from America Sings. Mm-hmm. I liked America Sings. I don't even know what that is. I don't either. Old America, yeah, I know. It might be before. 
your guys's time from or, Tomorrowland. Yeah, there was a. Um, do you remember Country Bear Jamboree? Mm-hmm. I never experienced it, but I know. Okay, of it. Yeah. America Sings was similar to Country Bear Jamboree in that it was like a theater with animatronic singing, but it was all like patriotic songs and stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, wouldn't the stage like rotate? Yeah, and then and then it kind of rotated and took you to. Did you ever see it, Renee? Yeah, a Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow. Was Where that one of the songs? future? I think yeah. so. I think that's it. Yeah, I know that there were uh, big eagles. And uh, that's all I seem to remember. Yeah. Uh, and though, at the end, there were like a bunch of stars. I was very young when I saw it, but there was like a bunch of stars flashing as you would rotate. There were like a bunch of little, I bet there's, you actually probably not. It's probably not on YouTube because I don't think that people had a way to record it back then unless they brought in like a gigantic camera. Okay. Hopefully. Speaking of things that are on television, <laughs> yes, I was riding the exercise bike and Uh-oh. I decided I am going to get in touch with some stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm going to watch Brene Brown's Daring Greatly on Netflix. Yeah. It really spoke to me. Yeah. Lo and, be- and then I saw Renee in the audience what? and I thought, what is that Renee oh, yeah. or is that a Renee right alike? There. That's me. I know. <laughs> I, I took a picture of it, posted it, do tell. How did this come about? Uh, sure. Well, now listen. Uh, so it was filmed in January, and uh, I was going through a bit of a breakup. Wait, and of this year? Uh, of this year. I didn't know yeah. it was that recent. So here's the thing. You bought tickets to Brene Brown, and nowhere on the ticket did it say, hey, we're filming this. Oh, really? At all. Uh, and then I had uh, a buddy who was like, hey, I'm going to go see Brene Brown tonight. And she was like, I'm with you. Uh, she has a service dog. So uh, so I think the reason that we got on is because uh, we had the service dog. Service dog didn't make the cut. But um, I would say Brene Brown's whole thing is about uh, just uh, being vulnerable and and uh, d- digging deep. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is the most unflattering shot you could ever have ever. And so when it first came up, I was like, Jesus. No, I didn't think so. That's very sweet of you. But we everybody has this like weird thing of how they say it. So <laughs> what's funny to me is I was just like, but how many people like watch this anyway? Like <laughs> two, 3,000 maybe? Who even knows about Brene Brown? So I like Googled, how many people subscribe to Netflix? And it's 137 million. <laughs> oh. Oh no! <laughs> do people, more do than people 3, see you all the time? Oh, daily! <laughs> hey, I got Brene Brown. <laughs> so I'm just—I uh, think it's a good lesson that Brene has taught me of just like you got to be vulnerable, and sometimes That's your her face scrunches up in a weird way. <laughs> but for me, I know that uh, I knew the cameras were on me, and so I just did the like too big a laugh, laugh. I thought it was good. It was okay. I, Thank yeah. you. All my closest friends are like, "That's exactly what you look like." And I would love to say that makes me feel better, but it kind of doesn't. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you you, you don't say. Oh, oh yeah, just like that. <laughs> yeah, the ugliest you've ever thought you looked. That's precisely what you look like, bud. <laughs> I really didn't think you looked ugly. Well, thank you. But but I wondered, is that you? So yes. there you go. Yeah, See, that was me. That right, was but me. I'm just saying it, it obviously wasn't so much you sure. that I was sure knew for certain but yeah. then i did know for certain yeah. but it but it was, a little, it was unsure at the beginning when you said the uh service dog didn't make the cut yeah. i was really picturing like a guest list like not on the list buddy <laughs> <laughs> the dog is all right waiting outside you guys have fun <laughs> but you went in anyway but yeah so everyone who showed up with a ticket got in Yes. And did you have sp- particular seats or were they like, you guys are camera ready? Yeah, so we're because gonna of the bump you up. service uh, dog, we got uh, put in a, like an aisle seat, which is how we, um, got we, got, we got on the old uh, special there. What did you think of the special? I thought it was really good. Yeah, she's great. I thought it was really good. Um, but you know what? And this is like the complete opposite of the take home message you're supposed to take from it. Right. I was really moved. I really liked everything she had to say. And also, I could not stop focusing on the fact 
that the way it is shot, she's wearing black shoes, black pants, a black sweater, and she's on a stage. And the way it's shot, the stage is very dark. Her entire lower half, like, is is blurred. It's oh, like, and I wondered, is that on, it's got to be on purpose, right? It's because she's the way she's dressed. Because look, I know as someone who's not comfortable with my body, right? She's wearing all black. Yeah, like that's someone who's who's saying, I want. I'm trying to look a certain. I'm trying to. I don't. Please don't look at the, this pair going on. Certainly. Um, and if you watch it, it's like you you really can't tell where the borders of her body are. Huh. I can't be the only one. I get that I'm the only one at the table who noticed this, but I can't be the only one who's noticed this. And then it just made yeah. me think like. How do they do that? Is that just by chance? It can't be by chance. It's right. got to be, someone's got to be like, don't worry about it. I got you covered. We're going to make it so that no one, like she just looks like a, a head floating with some jewelry on. Yeah. I, it's how I want to be on camera all the time. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I want to exist that way in life. Everyone watch it she and was, see what I'm talking about. Maybe she was just wearing Blurberry. <laughs> <laughs> Hit him, Tony. Hit him, Tony. Boom, God. boom, boom. Yeah, boom. we got to have something for Home that. Home run. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Perfect. That's exactly what you want. Was everyone like going crazy there? There was a lot of women like, with he, tears in their lightsabers eyes. Lightsabers around and shit. Yeah. And, yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What was the finger wave aesthetic? Did you have a place to where all your husbands picked you up? It's um. It is a lot of earnest head nodding and looking to your friend like right. Uh, it just and if you're not in the front row, you get to see a wave of people head nod and then look to the friend and be like, "I mean, she's telling us the truth." Uh, it's great. I was surprised. Sort of the, the end snuck up on me, and then all of a sudden I was crying. Sure. Were you crying a lot? No, uh, because I am so well versed. Uh, oh, you knew where it was thing, going. Yeah, every single thing uh, she said is from one of her books. Yeah. So, so I that's think actually that I, that's the one book of hers that I own. Yeah, I was like. Yeah, I wish I owned one that I hadn't just seen the entirety of. Sure. But it's yeah. still, it, the message resonated with me and yeah. I liked it. Renee. Yes. Um, question for you. Here we go. So the Patreon listener, we did a Patreon bonus episode with you. Patreon. Patreon. Where we talked a lot about your romantic life. Yes. And the feedback has been, you're sort of fairly dysfunctional romantic life. Would you say that's a fair assessment? <laughs> Very fair. <laughs> messy, yes. messy yeah. let's say. Yeah. Um, and the feedback has been really great and really strong. Because I also have a similar sort of messy uh, a bunch of like bad relationships. Recently. <laughs> no. <laughs> then, then I came to my senses and I lucked out and I met Daniel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't know he was forgetful. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I love you. And I realized that. Move on. <laughs> I realized that I am somewhat of a nightmare. I get it. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um. Yeah, people related really strongly to it. So, without going into all the details, if people want all the details, Patreon. Right. But um, you were in an on-again, off-again, five-year relationship. Right. That was like, that broke up in end of last year, January? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And around the time you went to see Brene. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and you guys have a history of on again, off again, on again, off again, but you're trying this time to really be off again. Right. How are you feeling with all of that? Uh, well, first, to your listeners, as so many people have reached out and so sweet. God, you have the best listeners. They're so not, because I was real sure that was going to air and everybody would be like, girl, 
we don't care for you anymore. Uh, and everybody was so <laughs> nice. So like, yeah, we all have that story. So fellas, to catch up on again, off again, uh, I am very bad at boundaries. Uh, just, just not great, uh, where there'll be a little bit of misbehaving and I'll be like, yeah, that's fine. We'll do it again. Uh, and so thanks to you, uh, you were like, Hey, I feel like maybe it's not good to have this person in your life. Uh, so oh, we, you're crediting me with this. I am crediting well, you. you with that. Yeah. So I think, uh, think, yeah. So now, uh, everybody's out of but each also, other's lives. It's also your therapist. Yes. Aviva. Yes. Aviva. What, what a strong therapist name, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is really good. So yeah, so the update is uh, totally totally out of each other's lives. And uh, I would say for about a month now. And it's just that weird like, oh, oh, this is much easier. Okay. Uh, I wish there was more update than that other than uh, it's sort of settling. And then the acceptance of like, I don't think this comes back again. And mm. now what do we do? Do you feel sad? <sighs> no, I'm still angry. So as soon as I get past the angry part, then I bet I'll feel sad. But um, yeah, th- I wish I wish I could have like an articulate thing. But I think when you're going through mm-hmm. it, uh, all you feel is just kind of like you're you're mad. Uh, <laughs> they're like, but karma comes back around probably for both of us. So right now I'm angry and I want karma to come back around. But eventually I bet I'll be mm. sad and then I won't care at all. So you want justice. Yeah, I want justice. <laughs> yeah, I want a lightsaber and I want to get justice. <laughs> and what about um, potentially dating? <sighs> I, I, uh, I had a pal put me on Hinge. Um, Wait, what is Hinge? What? Yeah, I know. There's a new one? There's a new one. There's a new one called Hinge. Uh, and I guess uh, everybody says it's the best. It What's different nice. about it? It's the same. It's the same as all of them. But oh. Except for there's, uh, there seems to be some real decent folks on there but you hire a will smith impersonator <laughs> and it comes and like examines your life for a while Ooh. yeah yeah and it makes you cool that H- really hinges, sounds like yeah. it would work yeah yeah, yeah. but it, there's no gimmick to it no there really isn't yeah it's just mm. uh Is it like it hinges on it, what i think what it used to be <laughs> yes you but i think meet that people who are hinged yeah not unhinged. oh that's smart uh when it first first came out it was hey we will introduce you to friends of friends from facebook so they would know all of your friends on Facebook and then they wouldn't attach you to anybody that you know, but they would attach you to people that your friends know. Oh, that kind of makes sense. And now that's been abandoned, uh, but the name remains. Right. So your friend put you on Hinge. Friend put me on Hinge. Did your friend do your profile? Uh, nope. I did it myself. Uh, I'll run it by you. Uh, you got you to gotta have a, a quick, uh, hey, here's, here's your prompts. The first one is, um, uh, hey, hey, don't date me if, uh, and I said, you're a squirrel, uh, because Smart. obviously- my dog won't allow that. Mm. Right. right. Mm. Putting uh, it out there that you have a dog. Sure. <laughs> and you eliminate, you know, charming squirrels. Thank you. Oh, you're right. Mm-hmm. Squirrel, unless you're charming, in which case, <laughs> right. slide on it. Yeah. Okay. Um, I follow a squirrel on Instagram. Yeah. You really? Mm-hmm. Do you? Mm-hmm. Which squirrel do you follow on Instagram? I don't know. It's in Japanese, <laughs> right. so I don't know how to speak Japanese, but it's a domesticated squirrel and it is delightful. <laughs> so I feel like continue. I want to follow this squirrel. Yeah, well, I want to hear about its outfits. No outfits, but lots of uh, snuggling in blankets, uh, oh. running around, sniffing things, and so on. Yeah. Other squirrely things. That sounds great. Yeah. Okay. Well, but you won't be dating this squirrel. Yeah. This long distance you know relationship. What, I'll, switch it all, I'll switch it all back. Um, Turns out squirrels like tummy rubs just like dogs. <laughs> Did you know that? Yeah. I just got to get my dog to get on board with that. Dogs, they, they really don't care for squirrels. Um, so yeah, so I, I, I don't have any update on that at all other than I will check it occasionally and then not do anything with it. 
Mm. So maybe you're not ready. I think so. I think like this is the first month and it still, still angry, hurt, mad. Oh no, I lost my friend. Uh, but then we'll check in in like three months and I'll be fine. Cause that's just how it goes when you like sit in ugly feelings, mm-hmm. I think. But if I remember correctly, you also had a bit of a history of jumping from one to the next, oh, right? Sure. So yeah. it's probably good to, to, to take a break. Sit in it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Daniel and I were talking last night about – dysfunctional feels too strong, but yeah, like sort of about dysfunctional relationships a bit. Oh, right. And Daniel has had one experience where he felt like he became so like involved or infatuated that he wasn't thinking clearly. Mm-hmm. And I was so astounded by the fact that he has this one example of that because that for me was every single relationship over and over. Like that was my pattern was I would, I would like someone, I would know they were wrong for me. I would decide I probably shouldn't continue seeing them. And then I would like, I would lose my sense of self immediately over and over and over. And it's like interesting to me that you, it only happened for you once. It's impressive. But is that how it is for, for the rest of the people at the table? Renee excluded? <laughs> <laughs> oh, me? Yeah. Um, I don't know if I understood fully. Like the, losing yourself, getting fully caught up, that, that's dysfunctional because there's like the, in, an imbalance of interest or something like that? Hmm. Do you want to explain? Like, <clears throat> I don't know how to describe what happens is an imbalance of interest isn't right out in my case although i guess well, that an can imbalance be of availability mm. yeah maybe i don't know i haven't really given enough thought to this it's so for me it was just like a situation where i lost my ability to um main like understand how to behave not in like a weird way or anything but just like your emotions just are so overwhelming that you just do stupid things and so and then later you're like what the fuck like (laughs) who was that guy um nothing that was weird or criminal (laughs) (laughs) um but uh just stuff where you just were kind of a jackass you know and you're like that is not I don't I've never been like that in any other situation. I don't know why I said this or did this. I was just so in the throes of whatever I was feeling I couldn't see straight. Uh that only happened once. But that's not a good, healthy kind of attraction. That's a bad kind of attraction. I'm I don't I think that kind of attraction is born from uh it's usually if you don't have a very strong like sense of self and you're um you know, looking to uh, be, uh, you know, completed or have that sort of defined by another, by a relationship. With, for me, it wasn't like conscious in that way, but that's what was going on. And then I worked on myself a little more and then that never happened again. And then eventually I just was like, fuck it. And then I met Allison. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> romantic so sweet it's like let's just get old age on with it (laughs) (laughs) so yeah david do you feel like you've ever been in a dysfunctional relationship i dated this woman for about a year 
and I feel like it was functional because she had just gotten out of a long-term relationship and I was traveling a lot. So we each had someone we could like, I'd call after my shows or we'd, you know, text throughout the day, but never see each other. And, and after a certain point, like, this is kind of ridiculous. It's been like six months. We haven't seen, like seen each other in person. And, and then I remember at one point she called in, like, she was really down on herself and kind of like crying, like, I think we have to break up, which was probably in hindsight, her being like, I want to break up. Mm. We should, this is stupid. But because she phrased it in that way where I was like, oh, I can be there for you. Like, I can help in this. No, no, we don't have to break up. You, you, you do whatever, you know, do make a decision for yourself. I'll be here. And then we can, we can work through this. <laughs> and then I think I remember hanging up the phone and kind of walking back into a restaurant where my friends were around. Like, what did I just do? <laughs> what the hell was yeah. that? And then I thought, like, that seemed like the right thing to do, I guess. As like maybe it was a, a good person move, but it, it didn't come really from like earnest feelings. I think it wasn't like, no, come on. It was more like, well, I think what you should do here. I. It was strange at the end. <clears throat> I think she came out to visit. It was like right around when I moved here, or. She moved here? I think she moved here. For you? Ooh, no, no. Just independently. And then we hung out like in person a couple times like, well, let's go ahead and call this quit. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, how many re- – the entire time you guys were boyfriend, less girlfriend? Less than five. Really? Yeah. Less than five less times than of five, hanging out in person. Hanging out in person. It was not a relationship. But So I think it was functional in that like we were someone for each other to be like, yeah, sometimes oh, I have a person in my life. I but. feel like those surrogate relationships serve a purpose mm-hmm. sometimes. Yeah. And Keep it was company. helpful to be like – on paper, we should have got along famously, but then in person, there was some bit of chemistry missing. And then like a few years later, we ran into each other and there was like some smiles and kind of like when you like look into someone's eyes, like, is there something we were missing? Maybe now's the right. No, I think we, <laughs> we got it right. And then so we're so friendly and stuff. And then I have no idea what she's up to now, but I hope she's doing great. I hope she has similar sentiment. Toward me, I, I would assume so. I would assume if we saw each other now, it would be like, I know you. And then like, what's been up? That's about it. But yeah, I don't necessarily know if that's dysfunctional. It's certainly not. It doesn't define functional. Mm-hmm. But it did serve a purpose. Yeah. I think of, to me, dysfunctional is a relationship where you are being hurt repeatedly, but you keep going back. Oh, or maybe that's how I'm. That's yeah. how I mean it. Like a relationship where you're not being treated in a way that makes you feel good but you can't you don't leave you can't or you don't leave anyway i mean for me the first guy that i was super hung up on the guy that i lost my virginity to that i dated on and off for a few years um i think i was just so naive or or young even though i wasn't that young that i didn't really get that like he just wants this is this is just a casual hookup kind of thing for him Mm mm-hmm and I was constant, despite all the evidence that that's what it was, I like didn't understand that that is a thing that exists. Mm-hmm. I just felt like, but he pays attention to me and he calls me and he's attracted to me. So this is something, and, and, and it seems like I mean something to him. Um, so I was just like repeatedly hurt over and over for a couple of years and enough that people were kind of like, what are you doing? You know, and I'm like, but, um, I'm, not giving up on this. Yeah. <laughs> this will, I will turn this I'm into something I want. Yeah. yeah. And that's actually when I started going to therapy. Yeah. Um, and that was, that was like a pretty pivotal moment for me to start going to therapy. And then it took a long time to like get away from that one. 
Um, I had a similar yeah. kind of like in high school. You know when now there's some dude will do something or just be a pile of garbage or particularly when they do something awful. Why are you looking then, at me when you say <laughs> looking dead at you? Like, no, you know, like they're, they'll, a lot of times they have this like, I'm a prince and women don't appreciate me. And then they act out and do something crazy. Like you're, you're such are you talking an about incels? Um, I don't, I do you know, know what incels are? I don't think so. Okay. What is that? Incels are, uh, very angry men online who are involuntarily celibate. Oh, that's where the train yeah. itself okay. comes from. This yeah. sounds like the type of dude where I I feel like I know where that's birthed from. Like I, and it was unfair on my part. I just I was really into this girl, and I and for a period like she was always very polite and kind to me, and in, in fact like flirty and interested. We talk on the phone all the time, uh, but then it would always be like, okay, talk to you tomorrow, and then she wouldn't call me. So I'd wait past our like. You know, time we'd agreed to, she would call. I'm like, damn it. Then I'd call her. And she'd go, oh, hey, what's up? Like, you were supposed to call me. <laughs> oh, right. Again and again. Like, over oh, and God. over. Right. Yep. And then we're finally going to go on a date. So, on one hand, like, the incel component is like, all right, I've been nice. She said she'd go on a date. I keep calling her because I, I want something. I want her to, like, be in my life. She seems indifferent about this, but I'm going to keep pushing <laughs> and I'm nice about it. And then, so she's like, yeah, we'll go on a date. I tell two of my friends at school who are a couple, I go, I want a double date. And they go, yeah, let's do it. For how old I, were you? 16 or 17. But I had a pickup truck, so I'm like cleaning my truck <laughs> obsessively. Like I'm gonna go pick her up, and then I think maybe four or five p.m. was supposed to be like the hey, let me you know I call over, let me know when you're ready, and I'll come get you. No answer, and then like five six, oh, no. seven, it's like the sun started to go down. Oh, no. My truck, truck is so, so clean. Clean. <laughs> clean, what a clean truck! <laughs> it was so insanely clean. And my friends are calling like, hey man, the movie starts in like an hour. You know what are you doing? And I go, it's just cake. It's just a second, guys. <laughs> and then. And I never heard from her the whole oh, night. No. And then it was like the next night, maybe, or whenever it was that I called. Because, you know, when you do that thing, you're like, yeah. that's it. They've wronged me. And then the next night, you're like, well, I got to find out what, what it was. Yeah. Maybe they're yeah. hurt. And then they answer the phone. Hey, what's up? <laughs> the date, you pile of garbage. So I really was angry about that. And I could see where that sort of behavior could have, it could have turned me into a dude that was like online, like, these, these whores don't know what they're missing. <laughs> 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 it was so brutal. It was so, my friends just never let me live that. Remember the hey, how great was our double date? <laughs> Shut up, you guys! Your truck was so clean. It was so clean. It was so clean. Johnny, clean truck over here. <laughs> uh, to be on David's side, there is a part of that though that you feel like. Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Was it not that person's fault at all? Was it just I want you to like me and you don't, and so I'm going to be furious with you and try so hard when all this person has done is not like well, you back at the same. That's there's cool. just this little tinge Which is, of being somewhat vindictive about it, though. Sir, a little, well, certainly like, that. Wait, and her or you? Her, like, because okay. she could have easily been like. Hey man, I just want to be friends and or or whatever. You know, it's hard as a teenager for yeah. sure. Oh God, but David, like, I hate that your teenage years are my like late thirty <laughs> years, but it's fine. <laughs> no, it's brutal. It's hard to like have so that confidence tough. on both sides to be like, right. listen, I'm not going to keep calling you unless you're somewhat interested. I get the feeling when we talk that you are I make you laugh a lot. We we seem to be compatible, and then she would be like, yeah, dude, it's not there. You're too. 
you're always trying to make jokes. I don't, I don't dig that. I like cool, aloof guys who smoke. I'm like, okay, fair. Yeah. She never said any of that. No, of course right. not. Like, she, I think she liked the attention and liked mm-hmm. that yeah. I was like always there. And if she would have, you know, like her real boyfriend had broken up with her, I'm sure it would have been like a call to me, like, hey, what's up? And then I'd be like, you're great. You're so great. Hey, you're great. <laughs> <Just> enough. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's just enough encouragement that you're just like, well, I think I'm onto something. I just have to win you over. But then when it yeah. doesn't work out, you're like, I'm a fool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, the guy that I mentioned at the time, I really pathologized it. I was like, sure. he's sick. There's something wrong with him. <laughs> he's afraid of intimacy and he just has to hold the thing that would be best for him, me, away from him and all this stuff. And it's like, I look, I look back and I think, no, it really was a lot more simple. He just wanted something casual and I wanted... Yep. I, I didn't have it in my like lang- my relationship vocabulary to have anything casual. It's like we've we're intimate. This I love you. Right. I love you. Right. <laughs> I would I would not marry you because I have it in my head that I'm going to marry someone different. But like I I didn't I could didn't have any distance. But I don't know. I think there's a third option, which is that he was sending mixed signals. Yeah, I don't know. And I think David hit something on the head. We're like we all love to be like really paid attention to yeah so to have somebody trying that hard it's hard to be like no i'll do the healthy thing and tell you that this is never gonna happen right it's much better to just be like "Eh, they're crazy about me that feels nice (laughs) i mean that thing that thing where you really like someone and then you're they're not giving you anything back and you're trying to make excuses whatever that is not what happened with me so and and i don't think that you 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 started this off by saying that my experience was like a dysfunctional it, I don't think it really was. Um, just for your, just no one knows what I'm talking about, but just for your, so you understand. But th- one thing I've learned is that when someone likes you, they make themselves available to you. Mm-hmm. They let you know. You know, guys, if a girl likes you, she will let you know she likes you, maybe not directly, but you. There will be ways. going to get touched when it doesn't necessarily yeah. need to be touched. <laughs> they, she's going to want you to know. And gals, if a guy likes you, he'll let you know. And so this, so if you find yourself in a situation where it's like you're having to make a lot of excuses, I mean, this is probably that that book I haven't read, but it's like he's just, just not just that into you. you. They're just not that into you. It's like when there's something mutual, the person will let you know it. But I found my yes, I I agree with you. But as a young person, I found myself in a lot of situations where the guys were around a lot and like very available, but they didn't really want. But I was also, well, you I was also like, this. I was also like a hefty gal, and I hate that that it matters. But when you're, but young people are more shallow, and maybe and I any feel like, attention felt like, oh my god, they they love me. Yes. Whereas there's a difference between the Friend. kind of attention that a guy is giving if he just wants, you know, convenient hookup. And the kind of attention if they really like you. So maybe that's... Also, I think that I was like a free therapist. Because I was Mm -hmm. like, I'm going to listen really well. I'm going to help you work out stuff in your life. I'm going to make you feel special. I'm going to, you know, I'm available to chat on the phone at any time. And so they would take take advantage, avail themselves of that. Because that's what I was offering. And I thought, oh, this is all leading to something. But it really wasn't. It was just like... I was like, I'm going to be like the most convenient, best fun friend. And I'm funny and intelligent. So there was, you know. Did you do this thing? So Greg Barrett, who wrote that book, he's just not that into you. I think he and his wife wrote it together. And he would talk about it in a stand-up act where he was in this, I think he wrote for Sex in the City. Yes. It was like yep. all these successful women who'd come in and complain about dates and stuff. And he said, 
in one of those meetings, he was just like, oh, he's just not that into you. And it was like an, an atomic Light bomb, bomb went off. Like, yeah. All the women were like, yeah. what? <laughs> Couldn't understand that. Yeah, right. And, but then he was like, in his stand-up set, he would do this joke. I thought it was so great where he's like, so it's, it just happens to everybody where you just can't get over it. That like someone sets you down nicely. Like, I, I think I like you more as a friend. And then you're like, all right, definitely I can understand that. But here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to make you a mixtape. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing that like no one can break themselves away from if someone loves you and they show up and go oh hey you know last week you kind of mentioned that you like the carpenters so anyway i found this record and i just got it and you're like well who wouldn't want that level of of yeah that's where movies fuck guys up in particular i can only speak as a guy but there is this myth that if you just do the right thing, you know, if you show up outside the window with the fucking boom box and the right yeah, song yeah. or you run after her in the rain, it's like the reality is if she broke up with you and you run after her in the rain, you're going to get like humiliated because yeah. she broke up. She said no for a reason. Uh, those kind of grand gestures rarely turn someone's heart around. <laughs> um, <Right. laughs> but you're kind of made to think that that's sort of part of the process. Yeah. You know, and it isn't generally. Yeah. Very few, I would say men, especially who have written a heartfelt song for someone they were interested <laughs> in have had that turn out great. Listen, I, <laughs> yeah. I, there was a girl, I will, I'm being cagey about the story Allison brought up because I kind of don't want to talk about it, but there, there was a girl, I may have talked about it, that I um, liked when I was in high school and I was really, I really had a crush on her and she was taking like fencing classes. So I decided to take fencing classes. (laughs) And it was like, the whole thing was super embarrassing, but it was Valentine's day. And I, and I like, I was like, I gotta, it's like Valentine's day. I've got to do something to make her fall in love with me. And so I, I lived in a fantasy world. (laughs) I painted a rose on a card and wrote like this little poem inside, like the most uncool <laughs> thing. Gets it's all sweet. The it's very ladies. sweet. No girl <laughs> is gonna respond to that nice girl. Do not do that. High school boys do not do this. This is not cool. High school really girls don't want this. this. I don't think adult women want this. Nobody wants this. A painted rose on a card? Well, maybe once you're married. I've painted some roses for you. It's a little bit. It's mixed mixed reaction. I like all the cards you've made. (laughs) You know, I had to get married for that. (laughs) Uh, I didn't lead off our relationship with any painted cards. This was like, she had no idea I liked her. Okay. Here's a fucking rose that I painted. (laughs) Yes. And a poem. And uh, we had been friends. She did not speak to me again (laughs) for the next year and a half. Like, at all. Yep, that'll do it. That was... What did the poem say? Oh, who knows? Something about how beautiful I thought she was. was So you really... Ridiculous. Okay, so the poem... It was like a a declaration of love. Calligraphy, what are we dealing with in here? No, I couldn't have done that. But it was painted because I had paints. I needed a big brother who was going to be like, dude, you are not going out of the house with that car. Give me that. And punched me in the yep. face or something. Instead, like, you had your mom. Did your mom know about it? No one knew. This was If your mom had known, though, I feel private. like she would have been like, that's beautiful. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was... Uh, God, that's so true. I, now I'm going through all my grand gestures and every one of them is spent with, oh, no. No. Yeah. yeah they never no. go well. Yeah. Yeah. No vase. 
behind half the things I did in high school is me in the future after I'm dead visiting the past going but you know here I am there you go did you ever talk to her after that no I was humiliated well, yeah, I was, yeah it had to be but I mean from her point of view I totally get it like she was what 16 year old girl knows how to handle that not like I'm not saying she should have known it's like what am I supposed to do with your grand gesture I <laughs> you're fr- like ah you know <laughs> but it gets too much but when it's prom season that's a big hit like yeah. the huge gesture you gotta go back because it's kind of theatrical and sort of like it's there's a place for it it's been carved out I where feel like that wasn't the case when I was in high school not at all mm-hmm. but uh yeah was it an oversized card I made it. I took some of my mom's watercolor paper and I cut it into like a normal card size. And so then I I did that. Doesn't seem that seems real sweet. I know it doesn't seem so yeah. bad. You're, seems real. You're nice. part of the problem, you're, both yeah. of you. You're yeah. both part of the problem. Jesus Christ! You, I'm telling you, boys, if you're out there, and do you're, not even don't think do of it. not listen don't to Allison and Renee. Do not listen to me and David and Tony. We're telling you. <laughs> Tony, any humongous humiliations like this that don't make sense to Renee and me? Because it sounds sweet. <laughs> no, like I'm in that regard. I feel like always been well, one, especially when I was younger. I was a huge wuss. Like I just didn't even bother trying half the time. Uh, but I, I, I feel sort of bad telling this because I was on the other side of this. Oh, did you receive a card? Uh, I got a, a letter once, a, a, a note, uh, and, uh, you know, I'll obviously not say names, and I think I would imagine this person, even if by chance they heard this, they could laugh at themselves at this point because they were very young at the time. But uh, I did not even know i've never i'd never spoken to this girl that Mm. was in my school and one day after one of my classes another girl came up to me and she was like hey you know blank and says this girl's name and i was like i don't think so why she's like she wants to go to homecoming with you i was like okay i don't i don't know who that is but okay and then a couple days later I think I then found out who she was, and then a few days later, she like came up to me after class one day. Like she found, she somehow knew what class she had a class nearby. We always know, yeah. yeah. And so she like walks up to me and hands me a note, and it, the note told me like all about her. Like she told me her name and like that she has <laughs> cats and blah blah blah. And then oh. the the part that got me was. Uh, she also included a chart of her likes and dislikes. Oh, so cute. She was giving you the, the yeah. manual. You know? yeah. <laughs> it's just some intel. Exactly. Yeah. A little, uh... The main one that I can still remember, because I feel like I'll never forget it, is that she likes tacos, dislikes meatloaf. <laughs> <laughs> she sounds fun. Sounds she later, she <laughs> later went on to invent Hinge. Yeah. <laughs> She's a genius. Now, did you talk to her again after that? Uh, it was awkward because she was she was awkward and quiet, and she would then she started showing up uh, at that after that class and would like try to walk with me to the next oh. class, oh. and it was just awkward and like <laughs> she was nice enough, but like you know it was that 
I wasn't that uh, into her. You know? I just thought, <laughs> just not that into her. I just yeah. thought of the saddest. I was in um, Appleton, Wisconsin, and I was doing comedy. And when you, like sometimes you like it's going fine, but then you'll hear like a certain laugh that's laughing at your favorite parts, like the little parts that are just sort of like, oh, my friends or like my sister would laugh at that. But it's kind of just for me. Yeah. There was one particular voice laughing at all those moments where I was like. Hello, soulmate. <laughs> I just thought it was great. And it was a female voice. And then after the show, like, I think I was standing around, people are, you know, leaving and see you later and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And this girl came up holding one of the comment cards. And I just, like, as she, like, sheepishly kind of reached it out to hand it to me, the club has this, like, fishbowl where you put in your comments. And so I thought she was handing it to me to, like, put in the bowl. And I was like, <laughs> oh, it's, it's right over there. And then rather than her being like, and I wish she would have gone, no, no, I, I wrote something to you. I think she just, like, yeah. the first audible that got called in her plan was like, ugh, and she just put it in the fishbowl, <laughs> which I wish the club had gotten. And like, this is definitely for you. But then she left. Like, and so we never really chatted. Oh. And then afterward, one of the other comedians came over and was like, that girl was loving your – she was laughing so hard. And I was like, that was the voice. And I felt like such a jerk. I felt like I had – I might as well just ripped it up right in front of her face. <laughs> it's just, and it was so accidental because I, I appreciate a gesture. Right. I would have like read it and then – Maybe pat her on the shoulders. I don't know. Like <laughs> that's just what she wanted. Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> no, I don't know what you do there, but like, it really felt terrible that I. Same thing. Like, hello, meatloaf. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> this chart of likes and dislikes is breaking yeah. my heart. Yeah. Yeah. So sweet, so charming. But there is a just like if you're not into it, then how do you well, yeah, and properly I just, say? And again, it was that th- that funny thing that you do in school where like she decided this like without. We had never spoken Without a word to each other, and I literally all. didn't even know who she I was. I love to streamline the process. She's like, "Great, I know we have a lot of catching up to do. No problem. Made it easy. Here you go." Uh, it's so yeah. charming. Yeah. After this had gone on for like several weeks, then one day she showed up uh, at at the end of class, and she just walked up to me and she goes, "I need to talk to you." And she also, when she said that, she held up a piece of paper that said, "I need to talk to you." <laughs> <laughs> like she sounds like, like she's in a rom com like, like, like a limo driver at the airport. Yeah. Yeah. And then what happened? Yeah, I think I I can't remember specific. I think it was basically not. Well, not I'm breaking up with you. <laughs> like I think it was kind of like, are we going to go to homecoming or not? Mm, yeah. And we weren't. You said no. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I yeah I just did you. Was she your age? Or was she younger? She was a little bit younger. Which, you know, looking back, she was like a year or two younger. Which right. is that's that's like a big your... deal in high school, though. Yeah. Yeah. But it wasn't that. It was just like, yeah, it was like I didn't, just I didn't, into her. I didn't know her. And yeah, it was those walks between class were very awkward every day. And yeah, didn't seem fun. Mm. And I was a wuss on top of that. High school's hard. It sucks. Yeah. Life's yeah. hard. Yeah. Communication is very <laughs> difficult. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. I was talking to someone the other day about how, like, <clears throat> when you do meet the right person, it's just kind of unavoidable. Like, life sort of shapes you, and you're like, okay, I'm not making charts anymore, not painting cards, <laughs> and it, and maybe that kills a little bit of you. It takes away a little bit. Like, at my core, I'm doing theatrical dances for people. I'm writing them songs. I'm making <laughs> – but every time I've done that, it's just been chipped away to where now I'm just sort of dead inside. I'm like, hey, what's <laughs> up? And then that attracts someone. But I still think, like, you resonate within there, even mm-hmm. if you're not quite the yeah. same. So even if your moves are different or wrong or like, oh, on this date, I did this and it didn't work. So the next date, I didn't do that. But I should have because that person, I think, would have let you just end right. up having all these misconnections because of 
oh, I did the, this was inaccurate. But I think right. when it's the right person, it doesn't matter. Like the, the right. combination is just going to work. Yeah. Yeah. That's the question is like, I don't know if I can articulate this. Uh, do you meet the right person because you've been so ground down and then you're finally cool enough? <laughs> or is it like all those misconnections were because I, I think it's that it's because it was the wrong person. I but so I think too. timing plays a role too. I think, do you guys do this where you're like, Oh, if we, if you had done that to me in high school, I would have loved it. Yes. That sort of thing. So you feel like, Oh yeah, we were always a right connection. Yeah. yeah. That feels good. I think mm. it's the, but is that uh, a lie? I don't, I don't think so. Like, like, I really wish I knew childhood Daniel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, you guys. <laughs> this is great. This is so hopeful. I love yeah, this. Yeah, we probably would have gotten along. I mean, I think it's not just when you meet the right person. It's when you meet the right person and you are the right person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It has. You also have to be in the place to have the relationship. I mean, I, I just know, like, you know... It took me a very long time to be a person who is ready for a committed relationship and could handle that. And uh, so, you know, I may have met and I, you know, the relationship that we started off this whole conversation talking about, like, she was someone that I had this intense connection with, you know, and like, we really like oh my god i've never vibed with someone and we were like really close and and um but i wasn't in a place to handle anything real and she wasn't available and so there was a lot of things that didn't line up and when i met allison i was in a place where i wanted i wanted i knew what a, i knew what a committed relationship was and i knew i wanted what that meant and it was the first time I had entered into a relationship where that was the case. And so it was, it, that had to be there first. If I had met Allison in my 20s, I don't think that we would have lasted as a, as a long-term relationship because I wasn't able to handle that. I don't think I was either. I mean, given yeah. the track record of people that I found myself repeatedly attracted to, it was like only if they were uh, musicians who didn't really want anything yeah. <laughs> with yeah. me particularly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought of a helpful idea. Maybe Phil, mm. um, I, f- I forgot about that thing where like everyone's on a different track where some people, are, I'm just worried about my career right now. I just want something this, or someone's like, I'm ready to settle down and all the varying like levels of what are we? And then the, the common thing that people always say is let's not put a label on this. Feel free to use this. I think this is fun. If that happens to you, then you you could offer up, oh, I like to label everything. Let's call <laughs> this little thing that we have going Tortuga. <laughs> or whatever name you like. Or you yeah. could bust out one of those old school label makers yes, and just yeah. stamp Tortuga on it. <laughs> great. And then stick, stick it on our forehead. forehead. There you yeah. go. Yeah. That's what this is. That's great. Yeah. Mm. <sighs> well, yeah, well, I remember. Oh, so no, go ahead. no, no, no. I was uh, just going to say, I'm glad you're all very happy. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> oh no, but we're great. not. We're not though. <laughs> no, but re- that's the beauty of it. <laughs> oh no, we're not happy. Are we talking about getting happy? That's a whole other conversation. We're just talking about like not being able to escape a relationship. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is the um, antidepressant side of the table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I would say the best thing a person can do who is finding themselves in that like you know, habit of getting into those is to just take a break and focus on yourself for a while because the, that is the number one ingredient to making sure you can, I think get into a good healthy relationship is just like 
you know, not this is going to get kind of like whatever, but it's like you're, you know, I think Jung would talk about the the idea that we have in ourselves, like the male and female aspects to our spirit. And if you are not in a healthy relationship with your own spirit, you're going to be looking for another person to fulfill that. And no person, no human being can do that. Yeah. So you need to get good with that in your own soul. And then, then be in a relationship with a human being who is really fucking flawed. <laughs> you know what I mean? Pointing with like, both hands. I know. <laughs> yeah. Really? No, I'm not talking about her necessarily. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, someone who's got a lot of her own fucking problems, <laughs> who, who, like, often forgets shit, and I let it, I can't let that shit go. I what else go. have I forgotten? I'm not saying you. <laughs> You know, who isn't Miss Perfect herself, <laughs> you know, but you don't expect her to be the queen of your soul. Right. She can't be. It's always going to be your mommy. <laughs> yeah. You need yeah. to find Tortuga within yourself. Yes. Yeah. Um, let's do uh, iTunes comments of the week. Allison wants your iTunes comments. Allison wants them. Yes, she does. Please leave her some iTunes comments and don't forget to click five stars. All right. This is where we read a pause and an egg. My iTunes comment. Mm-hmm. Who would like to read the positive? I'll do it. You got okay. it? Okay. Sure. All right. Oh, and then um, the preceding used to play a pan flute sound. Do you happen to have that one? I believe I do. Okay. Also, Tony, you knocked it out of the park on having the, uh, the song ready. Yeah. Yeah. Let's have that be noted that that was not an edit <laughs> after the right. fact. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'd like to um, veto... T bone also, that's a oh yeah okay oh, so, I second sure. I second okay, that veto. Yeah. <clears throat> now T bags on the other hand. Okay, yeah, okay. Oh. as, as often as possible. Yeah. <laughs> and no T two. Oh T squared because he's Tony Thaxton. Okay, mm-hmm. okay, all right. But T bags is is honing in on it. Which one would you like to start with? Uh, let's start with the positive so we can go out on a negative note. Okay. Late <laughs> to the Game by Maria Zaragoza. I started listening a while back because of Jordan Morris, but I stayed because of Allison. Such a good host, such a good interviewer, but as much as I like the Monday shows, the Thursday episodes are my favorite. The rotating guests are so good, and I'm still working my way through old Thursday apps. I laugh out loud, and I really appreciate the level of openness and honesty. Now I'm a fan for life! Exclamation. Thank you. That's what a, nice. What a li- lovely comment. I love lovely comments. Okay. But not everyone feels that way. On the other hand. On the other hand. Unsure by Rachel Huiss. Monday shows are good depending on the guest. Thursday shows are really inconsistent because Allison tries to force the show in directions that don't flow. Daniel and the guests are great, but Allison makes it a tough listen. (laughs) (laughs) What? Well, some people feel that way. What are you going to do? I'm not going to totally disagree. You know, sometimes there's not. If you would like to leave your comment, perhaps we'll read it on the show. Positive ones make me happier. (laughs) (laughs) so i would encourage that uh uh, download review rate i feel like i every time 
there's a snappy thing people with podcasts say. What is it? Rate, Rate review, review, and subscribe. There you go. You got it. That's what I need to tattoo on my finger. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll see it when I'm ordering. Mm-hmm. Rate, re- you guys. Rate, review, subscribe. Perfect. Thank you. You just said it out loud, so now That's you right. There we go. Now yeah. you full circle. Tony, excellent job. Oh, thank you. Way to go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It was, it was something. It was something. <laughs> it was I think good. we started off strong. And, uh, you know. Paxton. <laughs> All tea bags. I don't know. No. Nope. That feels too no. profane. <laughs> well, it wasn't a genuine suggestion. So. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Allison Rosen. Listen to my other podcast, Childish with Greg Fitzsimmons. Um, and I you just a- got Fitz dogged. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I have a book out and ringtones and whatnot. Uh, and Patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. My website. Patreon. Oh, nice. See, I'm on fire at the end. I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my website is AllisonRosen.com. And uh, listen to. This week's episode with Christina Kuzmich. That was my Monday show. She's really good. And then uh, on the following Monday, you can hear our own Teeth Axe. Ooh. Ooh. We really are bringing it for the end of the <laughs> that show. That is real nice. <laughs> Renee, where might we find you? Yes, uh, I'm on Twitter, Renee Culvert, Instagram, Renee S. Culvert. Uh, I have a podcast called Can I Pet Your Dog? We're having a lot of fun over there. So if you haven't checked it out, come check it out. <laughs> Season two. New co-host. A lot of fun. Wonderful, David. Uh, the junk show I host here locally once a month in Los Angeles is back July 14th. Uh, I'm doing, oh, and I have a podcast called the space cave where I have, um, a lot of scientists and people like that on the, the current episodes that are out, uh, are with Farrah Alibay. She was featured in Rolling Stone as one of like JPL's hotshot, uh, women in science. She's awesome. Really fascinating. Fun to talk with hear about Mars and our chances of colonizing Ooh. it. It's really uh, not hilariously funny all the time, but it's a, a fun show <laughs> try to offset some of the um, dumb things I see in the world by just forcing myself to learn a thing or two. So anyway, if you like that, and then I'm doing a bunch of live stand-up shows, mostly in late July into early September, and uh, tickets are cheaper if you buy them online now. So if you wait, they'll be more expensive. So go to davidhunsberger.com, and I'd love to see you. I'll be in a bunch of places, Houston, Austin, Sacramento, San Francisco, Portland, Denver, and Minneapolis, and I think a couple others. Cool. Tour with him. Yeah. 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 Go to all of them. Yeah. Laugh loudly. Go to, go to all the shows. Hand him a comment card at the end with a little bit of put in a fishbowl. Yeah. <laughs> no, it goes right over there. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel? You can find me at Daniel Quants at Twitter and Instagram. D Quants on the snappy. <laughs> D Quants on the snappy. Ooh. Hello. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Baxton the <laughs> and uh, of course I'm not really on the snappy anymore but we just like to drop I guess <laughs> um, and uh, that's it I guess I don't really have anything going on <laughs> Tony at Tony Thaxton, Twitter and Instagram. And then I'll also be going on tour, but not for a while, with Motion City Soundtrack. It's, 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 per- it's perfect for yeah, me. I, yeah. <laughs> Just perfect in for this time show. for my new job. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe we'll go on tour with you. Oh, my God. So we'll cur- record on the road. Yeah. yeah. Let's do it. I've uh, seen them live, and specifically with Tony Drumming. It's a fun show. Wait, you, yeah. saw, you Most, saw Motion City Soundtrack? I didn't know that. Yeah. Are you at the I got Farewell to go to the f- Tour? Yeah. Which is no great. longer the Farewell Tour. <laughs> <laughs> it was really fun. Are you a, a Motion City Soundtrack fan? I am now. Yeah, I hadn't. Um, Emily Rose was really big into them. And then, so, and I think maybe she told, I don't remember. We were hanging out at one point and she was like, 
I love that band. <laughs> you, I remember that night because you guys had left, and then you came back because she found out after. Oh, and right. You wanted, she wasn't to come. <laughs> yeah, she like went back into the <laughs> art store or whatever. It was very sweet. Oh, that's cool. You and Allison should have a drum off. Oh, yeah. Start You'd a band. You'd get smoked. I, oh, yeah. I totally would. <laughs> Allison's been talking a big I game, but... No, I, I do want to... Is there any footage anywhere? I would like to see this. Oh, God. There's, like, embarrassing YouTube videos. Oh, even, oh it's on YouTube? For, like, from this, like, <laughs> this dumb web show is, I had. It's a yes or no question. Yes, yes. <laughs> the question is, do you have room for an opening band, yes. and can it be the Angoras? No. The question is, do you think I could get a drum set in here? There's not really enough space, is there? Mm, it would be tight. I yeah, know. You, well, you could figure it out. Yeah, yeah. Well, we yeah, found right? out that Elliot has a little bit of rhythm. Yeah, I oh, was he like, totally has rhythm. I had a cup and I was doing like a, a a beat like this, and he started, and then I stopped doing it, and then on his own, like a minute later, he just picked it up and repeated the beat. Oh wow! Nice. Hell it's yeah! In his blood. That's, That's right. So yeah. Go. <laughs> Everyone, thank you for being on the show. Listeners, thank you for listening. I love you. Goodbye. And Rose and Show. We had a good time, but now we gotta go.